This is the one. This is it. This is the fucking podcast of all podcasts. It's the motherfucking holy grail. It's like, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. I think that we'd be shocked if we walk through some of our schools today from USA Today. Today's schools are cursed by an increase in swearing with language that would stand a sailor's hair on end. In a recent poll of high school principals, 89% said they face profane language every day. How sad, Jack. Our teenagers. You are now listening to the world's stupidest podcast ever. <laughs> This is the GTFOH podcast. We have no idea what the fuck we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's going on, y'all? What's going on? Good evening. Good morning, good afternoon, where the fuck you're at, what it do, what it do, welcome to the GTFOH podcast. Get the fuck out of here! Twitch is telling me they were dropping frames, hopefully shit doesn't look too fucked up. But we out here, fuck it, we're doing it, we're doing it live, god damn it, I've had a shit day, it's been fucked up. Um, shout out to everybody for tuning in live on Twitch right now, welcome to the GTFOH podcast episode 40 motherfucking Get the fuck out of here! Yeah. All right. You sound very enthusiastic, and I love it. It's your boy, Recognize. My friends call me Rec. It's Billboard Baggins. It's a nerdy Billy Baggins. If you're fucking nasty. Um. All right. We're back. The world is turning to shit balls, sandwiches, but I don't give a fuck because I'm here and I'm with my people. And I gotta just survive the day. It's been crazy today. My kids have been belligerent domestic terrorists all fucking day long. From the minute they woke up, all throughout the day, fought the nap, crying, bickering, screaming, fighting, all of that shit. And then all the way up until just when I started streaming, did my Patreon stream right now uh, at 9, and they were still out like but you know jumping outside their bedroom door and still bickering and fighting and it was a whole fucking thing and now i think they're finally finally unfucking conscious what yes so i think we can get to the fuckery and i can say fuck a trillion times and it's all good and we're gonna fucking get it all right um yeah all right um, you know what time it is. Let me um, say what's up to my people right up the rip, my benefactors, my contributors, the one and only, the real deal, holy motherfucking field, the sponsors. We don't have corporate sponsors on the show. We have fucking real people sponsors, all right? Ana, Paul, Kaylee, Dustin, Daniel, Lucas, Randy, Denny, Christina, Brandon, Vinoj, Matthew, Dylan, Nick, Samantha, Julio, Amanda, Connie, Adam, Cody, Sean, Robert, Janelli, Nick. Mallory, she's new. Hey, Mallory. Tony, Stella. Uh, Stella's on there twice. Stella, I think you might be double dipping, bro. Get the fuck out of here. I think, Stella, you might be double contributing. Is that a thing? 
can you do that? Is that like, are you just going above and beyond, or is Anchor like double taking your money? I hope, like, I don't want to be, you know what I mean? I don't want to be taking more than you want to give. All right, get the fuck out of here. Fuck that. Uh, Brandon, Austin, Misty, Norman, Joseph, Penberthy. He hates when I say his full name. Norman, Joseph, Penberthy. Oh, yeah. Jan V and Christopher Carbajal. You got to say it with an H, folks. I did it. Yeah. I said his name right. Christopher Carbajal. Yeah. Fuck yeah. All right. Um... All right, the world is fucked. Why bother? We're out here, 45 episodes strong, still going. We're streaming live on Twitch. Uh, we are f- still on all your favorite audio audio uh, platforms for podcasts, and we are also now doing video replays on YouTube, so you can catch uh, the whole episode on YouTube, and I'm also breaking these into clips on YouTube for your digestible pleasure or your sharing pleasure, and I'm just trying to be somebody in this big, bad world. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know what else to say other than that. I hope you guys are doing well. Thank you for tuning in. I'm not going to waste your time. We're a day late on this episode, so let's get right fucking to it. Let's let the fucking world know what time it is. Let's fucking pull our pants down in front of this planet that is all getting really crazy and just let them know there's one thing we need them to do, and that's to just really kindly, gently give me some head. Lines. Getting, 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 We need to acknowledge an unfortunate mistake that I made and one of the teases we bring to you before this program. While we were live just after 10 o'clock, I said a word that many people find offensive. I'm truly sorry. It was a mistake on my part, and I sincerely apologize. Yeah. You're back, motherfuckers. Yeah. Um... Some of my some of my wrecking crew members are on the live stream right now, and they I was wearing a different shirt when we were streaming at nine o'clock. I was wearing one of my f- silly daddy shirts that my mom of uh, my mom, damn, Freudian slip. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! That my wife bought me. All right, <laughs> turned into a child right now. I regressed. Um, yeah, it was a shirt that had the Game of Thrones logo, but it said Game of Twins. You know what I'm saying? And my wife buys me all these funny, like, twin shirts. I have Stranger Twins, and I have all these, like, fucking funny, like, dad flips on, like, TV shows and pop culture. But here's what happened. When I was putting my kids to bed, my after we brushed their teeth and shit, I put uh, both my kids, like, in front of me, was reading them stories and shit, and they got into a little bickering match, and they headbutt each other, and Corbin started crying. So I put Corbin on my shoulder... And he had just brushed his teeth. This music is really dramatic for what the story that I'm telling right now. It kind of matches, but not really. But whatever. And Corbin put his mouth on my shoulder with his to- crusty toothpaste mouth. You know what I'm saying? This is, a, this is a black shirt. So as I was streaming on Patreon right now, I, I was seeing in the fucking screen, I was like, yo, I got mad dad toothpaste, like daddy toothpaste on my shoulder right now. This is bothering me. Like... I don't give a fuck, but I also kind of give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Get the fuck out of here. And yeah, like 
I was like, yo, I gotta change shirts. And I mean, in my in my theatrical mind, even though like I'm not like a dress up fashionable motherfucker, it's just really shirts and a f- fucking shirts and pants over here. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing crazy. I'm not like you know prince assisting in an exorcism over here. But uh, I was just like, well, I got change. Like I could change my shirt for the podcast just to you know do something different. But then it really was about the goddamn toothpaste. I just didn't want to fucking do the podcast with toothpaste on my shoulder. You know what I'm saying? Fucking parents would understand. All right. Get the fuck out of here. It's some shit only I would have noticed. Yeah, you you might not even noticed it when you were watching, but you know it would have bothered me. All right, and that's that's what matters most. <laughs> um, all right. Anyways, um, I've been really enjoying. Like I've been logged off on sports, and we've never had. I don't think we've had GTFOH sports segment. We we should really get a sports. Like I need a sportscaster. I should ask one ton from Potluck to be my GTFOH sports correspondent. I think that should be a fucking thing. Um, but. The world is getting um, crazier out there, but I've been trying to stay logged off on all the bullshit by watching one of my favorite sports over the years. Uh, you know, I, I, my family is from the UK and South Africa, so um, we're into the football, as we call it over there, soccer, as they call it over here. Love us some fucking soccer, all right? So I've been logged off on sports. I've been kind of tuning into the NBA. I watched the NFL a little bit on the last season. Just like without the crowds and all the COVID bullshit, it was kind of fucked up. Um, I, I, I watch the UFCs when they come on. That's kind of cool. That's just like probably as, as deep as I get. But I've been watching Euro 2020. I got real logged on. I was like, England's in there. Uh, my cousin's, uh, my uncle's Scottish. So I was like, all right, you know, I rep, I rep for Scotland. Like, I was like, there's a few teams I can get behind, but mostly for England, you know? Um, but I was like, yo, I'm going to log on to this Euro shit. It's on every day. I'm just going to throw this shit on and just get emotionally involved. But yo, the world is reopening. So crazy is everywhere, all right? Crazy is fucking everywhere. And um, I, I don't think Euro 2020 is, uh, is immune. Spoiler alert, it's not immune. A reckless PR stunt or a climate awareness campaign gone horribly wrong. A Greenpeace protester inches away from crashing his propelled paragliding craft into the crowd shortly before kickoff at Tuesday's game between Germany and France. As you can see here in this video, the German activist was parachuting into the open roof stadium in Munich when his craft collided with wires supporting an overhead camera. God damn, this motherfucker came in with a little like a, a parachute like hooked up to like a thing, a little thing with a rotor on the back. And he was going in. He's in the middle of the stadium. This is before the game even started. And he hit the the wire that goes across the stadium with the camera on it. Like, like I think they call it a spider cam. And he crashed into the wire and totally fucked up his trajectory, I guess. And that's when shit got fucked up. He then lost control and hurled towards the ground, sending players and spectators running for cover before crash landing on the pitch. At least two people were injured. Well, Max Merrill is a member of the DW sports team and the man who shot that video, which has since been viewed by millions of people. Now, Max, hi. His smile is hilarious. It's funny to me how people these days are so fucking proud of like, like you're just one, you're one of a a ton of assholes that have their phone going, and they're like, yeah, that was my video that went viral. Millions of people watched it. I'm fucking, I'm such a fucking genius. Good to see you. Tell us about that incredible moment you witnessed inside the stadium last night. Hi, Pablo. Well, it was surreal. 
Pablo, Pablo, honey. I've never seen anything quite like it uh, anywhere, really, especially a football match. I was just making my way to my seat, sat down, saw this uh, this man flying over ahead and dropping a ball, which we now know had. So I said, I'll take a selfie. Get the fuck out of here. The VW logo with oil covered on it and the words kick out oil on it onto the. Kick out oil. Damn. Not with the soccer pun. Get the fuck out of here. Tie. Pitch. I initially thought this was some sort of UEFA stunt to bring the match ball onto the pitch until he got very close to those wires. Now, I was there recently with a cameraman who was flying a drone there, and we noticed the wires and actually thought, oh, this is quite dangerous, we need to be clear of that. Uh, he obviously either didn't know they were there or thought he could dodge them. Uh, we have heard the plan wasn't to land on the pitch, but he came about, you know, 10 meters uh, in front of me, clipping uh, uh, some equipment and also some people there as he ripped his propeller off his back and it was uh, very surreal, uh, very dangerous and a, a real scary moment. Uh, but until um, a little while later, mm. I still thought it was some sort of UEFA stunt gone wrong. Certainly terrifying images we're seeing there. Terrifying. News mad dramatic. How close was uh, he to causing a whole lot more damage to people and property, Max? I think very close. I mean, like I say, it, it, it was closer than it seems in the video I shot. And uh, he, he clipped some equipment, some of the debris dropped on Didier Deschamps' head, the France coach. Ooh, okay, that's kind of treacherous. Uh, two people were treated afterwards for injuries. Uh, he himself was unscathed. We initially thought he might have broken an ankle or something like that. Uh, we now know it's a 38-year-old man from Baden-Württemberg here in Germany. Baden-Württemberg. Who uh, was a Greenpeace protester and... Uh, yeah, like I say, wasn't planning to land on the pitch, but he's now facing charges of grievous bodily harm. Damn, not Baden-Württemberg. I'm going to do my next album under an alias. Yo, what up, man? Check it out. Check out my new project, Recognize Presents, Baden-Württemberg. All right, we'll leave it there. Max Merrill in Munich, thanks for that. Yeah, Max Merrill, thanks for that, Max. You're a fucking, you're a G. <laughs> fucking Max. Max, man, what a G. He fucking did what no man could do. He went out there and he just raised his phone and pressed one button and captured a fucking some asshole flying around the fucking stadium. Wow, what a hero Max is. Max, so good. Um, a couple fans, the thing that confused me about this was a, a couple fans were taken to the fucking hospital. How the fuck did that happen? It didn't look like this guy hit anybody in the crowd. Maybe like from maybe people running and panicking. You know what I'm saying? Like, somebody tripped over themselves, broken ankle, I don't know. Uh, Greenpeace has apologized for the injuries caused by that protester whose parachute landing did not go as planned. Um, <clears throat> uh, that was before the Germany-France uh, game, which was uh, yesterday, Tuesday. UEFA said several people were treated in hospital after the man connected with overhead camera wires and caused debris to fall onto the pitch and main grandstand. Now, the, the debris falling, I'll give them that. That's, that could be quite problematic. The Greenpeace spokesman uh, said, uh, that was never our intention. The paraglider was to fly over the stadium and drop a latex ball with a message of protest onto the field, which was a decent plan. But I, I think this plan got way more press. The protesters' parachute had the slogan, kick out oil, uh, and Greenpeace on it. And uh, Stephen said, technical difficulties meant the pilot was forced to land in the stadium. We deeply regret that this put people in danger and apparently injured two persons. Damn. You know what's hilarious? This is like a this is like if PETA went and like protested like uh, at some factory or whatever, and then they accidentally like killed fifty cattle. Get the fuck out of here! That's basically what happened. Greenpeace like tried to like keep peace and like accidentally 
caused the opposite of peace. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, man. Um... Yeah, UEFA and its partners are fully committed to a sustainable Euro 2020 tournament. Many initiatives have been implemented to offset carbon emissions. The staging of the match was fortunately not impacted by such a reckless and dangerous action. But several people were injured nonetheless. Uh, Guten Badenbach, whatever the name of that spot that they had it at. Uh, German Pieces German Twitter account confirmed that the stunt was a protest against the tournament sponsor Volkswagen, demanding an end to the sale of petrol and diesel cars. All right. When the match got underway, it was 1-0 by France after a Mars Hummels goal in the first half. All right. Greenpeace out here getting it, letting everybody know um, we will crash the party. Fucking literally, figuratively, but mostly. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um, well, if we can't trust the skies above these soccer games, um, hopefully we could maybe maybe trust like uh you know trust what's going on on the ground you know what i'm saying um let me see here oh i got the wrong title from last week that ain't what the fucking title is bitch get out of here oh hold on where did where to go technical difficulties son of a bitch um oh that's what i wanted to take off right here let me see Oh, my OBS is fucking me up. All right, anyways, um, there, during that same game, I want to say it was the same game. Let me see. Uh, ah. Let me see. Okay, here we go. Uh, yeah, it was during the Germany-France game. Later on in that day, as if there wasn't enough before the fucking game going on. Um, oh, no, let me get rid of this. She's freezing up on me. Uh, Antonio Rudiger was going back and forth with Paul Pogba. All right. They were going through. They were doing their fucking thing. Um, and, you know, you'd think maybe there was some kind of a rivalry between these two guys. Yeah, just some regular sports rivalry. It's all good, you know. Don't worry about it. I got to take that shit off, too. Fucking son of a bitch. So weird. It saved weird on my shit. Um, then, apparently, this guy had to do something, something a little crazy. A little Evander Holyfield-ish, if you will. I don't understand exactly what happened, and I, I didn't catch this when I was watching the game, so I, I guess I must have missed this fucking segment. But this motherfucker here, let me bring it up. This motherfucker bit his rival during the game. A little love a love bite. You know what I'm saying? What the fuck? Hold on, I have footage of it here. Let me see if this, this will actually fucking work. Uh, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Uh, technical problems. Yeah, it got kinky out on the field. Let's see here. Somewhat what we expected. Two teams that know each other very well. Two teams on different ends. And I think oh. Paul was having the argument with the assistant referee that Rudiger took a bite out of yeah. his shoulder. Yeah, he took a fucking bite out of his shoulder. What the fuck? Goddamn. What? Get the fuck out of here. Are you kidding? This guy bit this motherfucker during the game. Golly. Um, Germany and France met on Tuesday in a massive opening round Group F battle during the Euro 2020 tournament. And the first half featured some exceptionally strange things. Uh, first, the only goal of the half was an own goal by Germany's Miles Hummels, who launched the ball into the top corner past his own keeper to give France a 1-0 lead. Then late in the half, Germany's uh, Antonio Rudiger was defending Paul Pogba 
and decided to bite him in his back. Get the fuck out of here! Pogba reacts like someone who gets bitten, while Rudiger tries to pretend nothing happened. That's a, that's a soccer trait. If you want to fucking, if you want to be a professional soccer player, you got to be really good at acting. Get the fuck out of here! Uh, somehow he got away with it, despite being pretty clear on camera and Pogba's protests to the assistant referee at the half. Uh, Rudiger didn't get a red card or tossed, even after a VAR review, which was surprising to many fucking people watching the game, including uh, ESPN's Taylor Twelman, who was on commentary at the time. Uh, it's not the first time there's been a biting incident in major soccer. Uh, Luis Suarez has bitten opponents three times across various competitions. Pogba will surely have something to say about the incident after the game, but Rudiger avoided any punishment for the act and was able to play the rest of the entire fucking Get game. Get the fuck out of here. here! God damn it. Shit. Um, there you go. All right. Let me find out they're out here biting folks. They're out here biting folks, people. Uh, let me find out Euro 2020 is already off to a very exciting start. Way more exciting than I thought. Um... All right, let's keep it moving. I had some technical difficulties on that story, but we won't be deterred. We'll fucking keep it moving, all right? I swear we'll keep it moving. It's been a long fucking day for your boy. God damn it. All right, let's go. Um, let's take it off of the pitch and off of the fucking planet, all right? Uh, there is a petition right now to deny Jeff Bezos and his Blue Origin space flight uh, re-entry to Earth making the rounds. So if you're interested in keeping Jeff Bezos off of this planet, uh, you can do that now. There is a petition out there for you. Get the fuck out of here! What's going on? Oh, man. All my fucking, all my titles tonight are fucked up. Son of a bitch! That's so crazy. I don't know what happened. I got all the ill titles. They're all fucking gone. Um, alright. New technical difficulty for my live streaming situation. Anyways, keeping it moving. Keeping it fucking moving. Um, a new petition is looking to make uh, the Blue Origin founder Jeff Bezos' upcoming suborbital spaceflight a one-way trip. What? The Change.org petition, which was launched five days ago and has been signed by nearly 7,000 assholes, I mean people, as of Tuesday morning, is urging that the Amazon founder be denied re-entry into Earth's atmosphere following Blue Origin's first passenger flight set for July 20th. Um, the top comment, oh no, the organizer of this fucking, uh, petition says, Jeff Bezos is actually Lex Luthor disguised as the supposed owner of a super successful online retail store. However, he's actually an evil overlord, hell-bent on global domination. Uh, we've known this for years. Sign the petitions, share with your friends and family, the fate of humanity is in your fucking hands. What? Get the fuck out of here! Are you kidding one individual who signed the petition called Bezos a leech that is hoarding capital while billions starve and struggle. I guess he's totally not wrong there. Uh, meanwhile, others commented that Bezos should take SpaceX and Tesla CEO Elon Musk and Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg with him. Uh, Bezos first announced in an Instagram post last week he was headed to space along with his brother Mark Bezos and one auction winner uh, who was recently sold a seat on this Blue Origin's penis-shaped spacecraft, New Shepard, for $28 million. Get the fuck out of here! If anybody got $28 million, you could have you could have gone. You could have been on the first dick-shaped rocket out of fucking into interspace. Alright? Mark and Jeff. Super unique. Uh, the winning bid amount will be donated to Blue Origins Foundation Club for the Future, whose mission is to inspire future generations to build penis-shaped rockets and pursue careers in STEM and to help invent the future of life in space. Get the fuck out of here! Blue Origin said the auctions 
Uh, auction winner's name will be revealed in the coming weeks. Uh, Spencer Nair is the rumor. I think it's Spencer Nair. In addition, a fourth crew member will also be announced prior to the space flight. The new Shepard, which can hold a total of six passengers, will reach an altitude of over 340,000 feet above Earth's atmosphere. The spacecraft, which is named after the first American in space, Alan Shepard, has already embarked on 15 successful consecutive missions above the Kármán line, which is an imaginary boundary between Earth's atmosphere and outer space, uh, according to Blue Origin. These missions include three successful escape tests showing the crew escape system can activate safely in any phase, uh, any phase of flight. Excuse me. The aerospace company noted that less than 600 astronauts have ever made it past the Kármán line to see the borderless Earth and the thin limb of our atmosphere and prove once and for all that the Earth is not flat. Get the fuck out of here! This article is written by Fox Business, and Fox Business tried to contact but got no response when, from representatives for Amazon and Blue Origin asking about the petition to get Jeff Bezos off the fucking planet. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Ah, <laughs> uh, let me find out. Folks are out here petitioning to keep this fucker from entering the planet again. That's what happens when you get rich, folks. All right. I do know that um my stepdad, Mr. Deadpool, was telling me that uh Amazon right now got like the Ill- the fastest turnover, I guess. Like a shitload of people um are not like working uh like staying at the company working for very long. You know what I mean? I don't know what the fuck's happening, but I guess apparently it fucking sucks to work at Amazon. So, uh, there it is. All right. Uh, if you're watching on Twitch live right now, we're having some technical problems with the the stream. I'm dropping frames and the shit looks crazy. It's probably going to affect the replay on YouTube. These are video problems that we're having, folks. I don't know. The last couple episodes have been pretty smooth. I don't know what the fuck's happening. Um, weird. Fucking weird. Uh, we'll get it. We'll get it together. All right. Let's keep it moving. We are going to head now to, uh... Let's go to Georgia one time. Um, a South Georgia man faces criminal charges after police say he sent a road flare to a drive through bank teller through a pneumatic tube. Get the fuck out of here! Damn, all my fucked up titles. Terrible. The night is... This is the perfect way to end the night. All my shit fucking up on me. Damn. That's fucked up. Um, all right. So uh, here's what happened. Michael Aaron Bass. Michael Aaron Bass. Bass or Bass? It's in Georgia, so I'm guessing it's Bass. Michael Aaron Bass was arrested Wednesday in Thomasville after the flare set off a panic in the bank when a bank teller concluded it was a stick of dynamite. Get the fuck out of here! It it does bother me, which it is bothering me. The titles aren't coming up properly because, yo, I took mad time to like write the titles and they're clever little punny little titles that affect the show. Shit. All right. Fuck it. It's all good. We keep it moving. Uh, Bass drove up on a motorcycle, cashed a work check and then sent the flare back to the teller for what? I don't understand. He stuck it into the vacuum tube and sent it to the teller and then he drove off. Get the fuck out of here. The building was evacuated and police responded. Newberry said the road flare resembled a destructive device. <gasps> oh no. Bass was arrested two hours later on his motorcycle. He was still riding the bike two hours later. It's unclear if he was. Re- if, <laughs> this is how you end the article. It's unclear if he was represented by a lawyer. Get the fuck out of here! Oh man. Damn. All right. Well, flare pay would have been the pun for that one. 
It's okay. You can see the, all my all my fun puns that I name each story with because I'm fucking the big pun. I'm big punisher. You know what I mean? Uh, pun, 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 Um, They'll be on Instagram. So, you know, all the puns that are going to come up on these titles tonight are all wrong because they're linked to last week's episode. I don't know why the fuck that happened. OBS just trying to fuck me in my ass, goddammit. Get the fuck out of here. here. It's bullshit. Um... <laughs> I thought I wasn't gonna do the story because it was it's it's a dark turn, but fuck it. The way the the way the night's going right now, fuck it. Let's take some dark turns. Let's see what else is going on here because the world is fucking crazy. And what we're gonna do here is um, look into a little bit more a little bit more of the craziness, if you will. Uh, let's see where are we gonna go for this one. We are going to go to who who? We're not going back to Georgia, are we? Where was this? Uh, this was in, oh my God, it's Georgia again. Son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. Here goes nothing. Here goes nothing. Um, uh, there we go. No, no, that's not what I want. I want this one. This one. Don't get crazy. The computer is not agreeing with me tonight. A cashier is dead and an off-duty DeKalb County Sheriff's deputy in the hospital all over a grocery store's mask policy. My life flashed before my eyes. And how that I'm in a grocery store buying groceries and I might never see my kids again. Just hours ago, the GBI identifying the suspect as a 30-year-old man from Palmetto. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Jennifer Bellamy. And I'm Jeff Hellinger. The man with the gun was shot by the deputy. And John Sherrick is live with brand new information at the store on Candler Road in DeKalb. He joins us now. The latest word we have from the sheriff tonight is that the deputy is stable after being shot twice. And the store owner tells me tonight that the cashier who was killed was a kind, loving human being who simply asked a customer, the suspect, to pull up his face mask. Someone hollered, they're shooting, and I hit the floor. A wild shootout inside the Big Bear supermarket on Candler Road in DeKalb County. New information from the GBI describes how a man inside the store named Victor Lee Tucker of Palmetto got into an argument with a cashier over a mask. He left without buying anything. Then the GBI says Tucker came back inside, walked right up to the cashier, and shot and killed her. Obviously, there was something wrong with him. Store owner Ray Kim says Obviously. the cashier did nothing to provoke Tucker. He had a mask. She just a uh, very cautious person, so she had asked him to pull up his mask. He refused and uh, walked out, came back in, and did that. Pow, pow. Customers ran for cover, dove to the floor. My life flashed before my eyes. An off-duty DeKalb County Reserve Sheriff's deputy ran toward Tucker, and investigators say Tucker shot the deputy twice, wounding him, and the deputy returned fire and wounded Tucker. Sheriff Melody Maddox says the deputy's quick response likely prevented Tucker from shooting anyone else. And he responded um, very well to possibly keep others, individuals, from being hurt. Everyone who was there, dumbfounded. This is a terrible world we're living in now, but you know, you just have to stay prayed up. Everyone who knows the cashier who was killed, grief stricken. She was a kind, loving human being. We can't understand. There's nothing to understand. We are working to find out what charges police will be filing against Tucker, Victor Lee Tucker, in this dispute over his face mask, charges that will certainly include murder. Jennifer terrible story there john thank you so much for that reporting man dark turn what the fuck um yeah 
So a man shot and killed a supermarket cashier in Georgia over a fucking mask. Get the fuck out of here. 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 Come on. Um, the cashier the cashier was 41-year-old uh, Lakita Willis, who was pronounced dead at Grady Memorial Hospital. The suspect, why do they always give the full, full name of the suspect? Like, Lakita, I'm sure, had a middle name. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like they always do. They always say assassins. They always say their full name. Victor Lee Tucker Jr. Why is it just listed as Vic, Victor Tucker Jr.? I don't know why they do that. Um, they got into a dispute uh, about the face mask while checking out at Big Bear Supermarket in Decatur on Monday afternoon. He left. He came back, walked up to Willis, and pulled out a handgun and shot her. For what fucking reason? I have no idea. Get the fuck out of here. You already heard the whole story in the video, so I'm not going to rehash the whole video for you. But um, they're investigating the homicide, and there, ha- there hasn't been any additional updates on the shooting yet. But obviously, this is kind of like open and shut case, Johnson. But uh, fucking really, people, come on. Shit's crazy. I got into a lot of debates with friends recently about all the mask shit. And here's what I'm going to say about the mask shit. Look, like, for all of us that have gotten vaccinated already, yeah, like, all right, cool, you're vaccinated or whatever, and it's cool. You could go in there and, like, be like, yeah, I don't have to wear my mask because I'm fucking vaccinated or whatever. But here's here's where I feel different about it. Me and my wife feel the same way. If we go into the grocery store here and the majority of people are wearing the grocery store, like, are wearing masks in the grocery store, I'm not really going to be the one to come in and be like, I don't give a fuck. These are my rights. This is my freedom. Like, to me, like, uh, you can say whatever you want, sheep or whatever. But I'm just like, yo, if everybody feels comfortable like this, like, I've I've gone and traveled in China 10 fucking years ago. And motherfuckers, it was just commonplace for them to be wearing masks. And I was like, all right, right, whatever, fuck. Whatever's making people feel comfortable, like, I'm I'm not going to be the one dying on a hill to be the first asshole in Publix with my fucking mask off. You know what I'm saying? Because right now in our grocery stores right here in Miami, they re- they relax the policy. You don't have to wear masks, especially if you're vaccinated, even though you don't have to show proof. So it's like really on your fucking word. We're trusting people with the goddamn honor system now. Get the fuck out of here. But my thing is like I've gone in and I see employees of, a, of the grocery store rocking the masks still. So my thing is if they're still rocking the masks, even if it's like n- not by choice, maybe they're like being coerced to or, or encouraged to. I'm just going to still rock the mask. I, I don't know. I just feel weird. Like if, if I go into a place of business and everyone still has to wear the mask, I feel weird being the customer going like, I'm, I'm just a customer here. I don't have to fucking wear a mask. Fuck you. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. I don't get it. But here, at the end of the fucking day, what it really, 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 really comes down to, though, is whether you agree with the masks or not, if somebody asks you to wear the mask or tells you, yo, fuck wearing masks, don't. Get into a fucking gunfight with them. Get right? the fuck out of here. Absolutely not worth it. I went to a farmer's market with my brother-in-law about a month or two ago in Sarasota. And there were some people there protesting the masks. And they were yelling at us. They were yelling at us. They were like, yo, you know, you don't have to wear that. You, you can't tell me that mask is comfortable. It's 90 degrees. You're outside. You don't have to wear the mask. And I was like, bro, really? Like, I had a ton of things I could have said back to them. You know what I mean? I was like, there was many things I could have said to them. Like, yeah, you're insulting my intelligence by by insinuating that I think this mask is comfortable or that I think that it's comfortable to wear in the heat. I'm just being safe. It's a cluster of a bunch of people. This is still like early vax days. I don't know what the science is. I'm just like, fuck it. But that's my right. Let me do whatever the fuck I want to do. I let your fucking dumbass do whatever you want. But here's what I didn't do. I didn't stop and argue with them. And I didn't fucking go back and try to murder one of them. I just kept it moving. I didn't fucking 
put any energy into that. And I would recommend that most of my folks out there do the goddamn same. Get the fuck out of here. It's not that fucking difficult, folks. Come on. Shit. Um, all right. We got to lighten it up somehow. We got to lighten up the vibe because that was, that, was, that was a heavy one. It's getting dark, all right? It's dark out here and hell is hot. Um, all right. Let's see here. Where are we going to go next? Um, I want to shout out uh, Silent Storm. He submitted one of those stories for me tonight. And I believe Paul Reed, Mr. Deadpool, also submitted one of those previous stories. Here's one submitted by our very own Dolly Gagne. Um, if you want to kill somebody <laughs> uh, and you don't want to, um, you know, just <laughs> you don't want to go the regular route, you know, the traditional route, you might want to have someone do it for you. You know what I mean? And that's cool. You could do that. What you don't want to do, though, is um, put it on fucking layaway. All right. Get the fuck out of here. Don't put it on fucking layaway, please. Uh, hold on, because everything's fucking going to shit on me this episode. God damn it. Oh, God. All right. Let me get my old. Oh, that text actually worked. Look at that. Whoa, whoa we did it. We got one one pun to work. Yeah. Layaway man. A Pennsylvania woman was arrested and charged on Friday for a murder for hire plot after setting up a payment plan to have her husband killed. Um, Law and Crime reported that Claudia Carrion, 44 years old, was at Lehigh County Jail with a single count of criminal solicitation. Uh, let me see here. Hold up. Fucking up here. Damn, my whole fucking system is fucked up today. I'm taking donations for a new computer because apparently this computer is fucked off. It's not working Get anymore. Get the fuck out of here! Damn it. Uh, okay, here we go. Alright. Um, a Claudia Carrion, 44, charged at Lehigh County Jail with a single count of criminal solicitation to commit homicide after she reportedly hired an undercover detective to act as the hitman, alright? That's all sounds normal. Sounds like a Lifetime movie plot. But Karen alleged that she hired the man to kill her husband because she was being abused by him and he was cheating on her with multiple women. I'm going to kill that motherfucker. I don't like people playing with my phone. Get the fuck out of here. Out of here. Out of here. Out of here. According to WFMZ, Karen made a $100 payment as part of the $4,000 payment plan. Damn, she only put 100 down? Damn, I'm about to turf my backyard. I had to put 50% down. Get the fuck out of here. Out of here. This lady was going to murder her husband, and she only had to put $100 out? $100 is like the deposit they ask me for at fucking Akashi when I want to, like, get a sushi boat. They're like, oh, well, you're going to have to put a $100 deposit until you return this shit. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> God damn. Um, well, she only had to put $100 out of her $4,000 kill your husband plan. She intended to pay weekly. I'm going to make payments on this, all right? Hot honey. But a confidential informant alerted the Allentown Police Department, leading to an investigation. Goddamn. Her bail, uh, since she's been arrested, is now set for $500,000. I wonder if she could put a $100,000, uh, no, $100 deposit down. Get the fuck out of here! Her bail is set for $500,000. I think you need uh, more than $100 to get free. And she's scheduled to stand before Lehigh County Magisterial District Judge David Howells Jr. If charged, she could face a sentence of the... Same severity as a murder charge. It wasn't the first time the wife planned to have her husband killed either. Get the fuck out of here. Yes. 
After her arrest, she reportedly told an investigator that the hitman, quote, did not work during the first attempt. Damn. Uh, Joshua Carrion, who must be feeling all the so lucky that he married a dumbass bitch because, like, my wife, my wife is the shit at what she does. She's very efficient. She's, like, very detail-oriented. If she wanted to murder me, I'm pretty sure she'd be able to do it in, in an efficient way the Get first the time. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. It would only take her one time, all right? She wouldn't have to do it a second time. She wouldn't fuck up and do a payment plan. She'd do it off the books. She wouldn't use Cash App or her debit card. <laughs> um, he said, uh, let's see, he told, uh, he told, he told his mother, um, no, he said that his mother is being framed and dispelled abuse claims with her husband, whose name hasn't been released by authorities. Uh, it's not, oh, I'm sorry, that's her son, Joshua. Joshua. He said his mom's being framed and dispelled abuse claims with her husband, uh, whose name hadn't been released by authorities. It's not like that. I feel like she's getting framed. She's she's Christian, you know, like very religious. Oh, poor boy. He doesn't even know his mom is a fucking would-be murderer. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, my family, my family, we never do harm. We're all, you know, innocent. We don't have no criminal records or nothing. According to Pennsylvania law, um... The definition of homicide is a crime of the same grade and degree as the most serious offense, which is attempted or solicited, solicited as or is an what object of the conspiracy. What the fuck did Get they the try to write? Out of here. I don't even understand what the fuck is at the end of that article. Stop the fucking record. Um, there you go, folks. We're learning things on this show. The show is educational. I'm out here to teach y'all some shit. And that is if you're going to uh, murder your spouse, don't pay the hitman in installments all right please get the fuck out of here shit just pay for it in full in a dark alleyway with a brown paper bag full of money all right don't be like all right i'm gonna give you a hundred then i'm gonna cash up you 500 and then i'm gonna zell you the rest all right all right no one will ever fucking know i swear it's gonna be top secret it's gonna be our little secret also this is the third time i'm trying this get the fuck out of here Oh, God. All right. Oh, if I survive this episode, boy, I'll, I'll be. Uh, that's it. I'm Don Imus in this bitch. I'm fucking. I'm, I'm Howard Stern in this bitch. All right. Um, all right. What else can go wrong? Let's go. I'm with it. I'm fucking here. Let's go. I love it. Um, let's go. Uh, I, did, I, I don't even know where to go from here. Actually, that's a lie. I know exactly where to go. Okay. So I think. You should use this idea for your Florida, Florida segment and get the out, out of here. So, I came up with get on the Florida because when the cops come and arrest you with their handcuffs, they're like, get on the floor so that they can put the handcuffs on. And since it's about Florida and all the crazy stuff that happens there, which is usually involved with the cops, so get on the Florida is Florida. And also, get on the Florida. I mean, get on the floor. So I think you should use it because I'm smart. Get on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. 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 I have a big clap. Fuck the middle ass clap. Oh, man. All right. Florida's got a few gems for us this week. And um, even though we're ha we might be having some technical difficulties on Twitch. All right, uh, hopefully the video replay will be crispy. And hopefully you're listening on your favorite audio platform when you hear this. 
and you won't even know that there's any issues except for me talking about it, all right? Get the fuck out of here! Get the fuck out of here! All right, where are we going to go here? Um, this, we're going to start with an out, an import-export story, if you will. Uh, my guy, Denny Gagne, sent this one to me. I, a few people actually sent me some links for this one. Uh, let's see. This is a woman who, this, this first happened in Florida. She's from Florida. But it, she, we've exported some crazy out of Florida and into Texas. All right? Get the fuck out of here! Yeah, I'm Florida. That's right, folks. <laughs> We can't even contain our crazy in Florida anymore. We're coming for you. Where are you at? You in Rhode Island? Where you at? You in New Jersey? You in California? We're fucking coming for you, all right? <laughs> uh, a woman who was missing for three weeks and then rescued from a Florida storm drain. That's right. You heard it. A Florida storm drain found herself in another underground tunnel system in Texas over the weekend, according to media reports. Yeah, I'm a Florida. <laughs> Damn, my fucking titles. Oh, man, I had a great one for that one, too. Son of a bitch. Shit. Um, her name is Lindsay Kennedy, otherwise known as Penny Notwise. Uh, 43 years old, climbed out of a six-foot drain pipe Saturday night and was taken to a hospital, um, her mother told West Palm Beach, Florida-based WPEC. Kennedy had been checked into a rehab facility in Texas when she wandered off. She was last seen in the area near the Dallas suburbs of Grand Prairie in Arlington, authorities said. Fox News reached out to the Grand Prairie Police Department but has not heard back. Uh, Kennedy's friend Brady Morgan told the news outlet the Grand Prairie officer spotted her. When they approached her, she slipped into a nearby storm drain. Yeah, <laughs> Goddamn. Um, who just slips into a storm drain? I didn't even know that was possible. I didn't know that you could even fit a person down there until I saw Pennywise doing it. Yeah, I'm a Florida. <laughs> we got we got Florida women that could just slide into a storm drain. That's that's how we get down. Uh, she slipped into a nearby storm drain, and uh, they, her family tracked her using an app on her cell phone. Damn, not to find my iPhone. Yeah, I'm a Florida. <laughs> not, to, not to find my storm drain uh, relative, storm drain hopping relative. Um, they they tracked her using an app on the cell phone. Nobody's safe from that. As a precaution, her loved ones dropped bags of food and Gatorade in nearby manholes in an effort to sustain her. Damn. Kennedy was in the hospital on a psychiatric hold. Damn. Oof. Her family reported, uh, reportedly said she has psychosis and post-traumatic stress disorder from years of being in an abusive relationship. Dark turn. Damn. In March, Kennedy was pulled out of a storm drain while naked in Florida's Delray Beach after having been missing for three fucking weeks, all right? Shit. She was down there for three weeks. <laughs> Motherfucker. Uh, she told authorities she became trapped while exploring a tunnel she found while swimming in a canal near her boyfriend's home. She got lost inside the tunnel system after several turns, and she was down there for three weeks. After she was rescued, authorities said she was so weak that she couldn't stand on her own. Damn. Uh, Delray Beach Fire Rescue spokesperson said, I don't know how much longer she sh she would have been down there. Uh, she would have been okay down there. The idea that somebody might be down there for any length of time is disturbing. It's dirty, dangerous. There's snakes, rats, garbage. There's snakes, there's cats, there's rats, there's dogs. Uh, there's snakes, rats, cats. No, snakes, rats, garbage, dirt, and leaves. Anything that's on the street that washes into a sewer and it smells fucking terrible. All right? <laughs> I can't imagine eating Gatorade and Lunchables in that, like, with the, surrounded by that smell. That's fucked up. 
Uh, well, Penny not so wise. We hope you're doing all right. We hope you're rehabbing. We hope you're on the fucking. You know what I mean? We hope you're on your on your return, on your way back. There's life after sewer. All right. Yeah, you would have think people have been a little bit worried. You know what I mean about her? But I mean, they were sending her snacks. Somebody was worried. I don't know. Fuck. Um. All right. What else do we got here? What else do we got here? Get on the floor. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, if you go by the Florida storm drains, you might um, hear a little, hey, Richie. Hey, Richie. And it might be Penny Not Wise. Um, but if you go onto the beach, you might see a little something even scarier. Yeah, on the floor. <laughs> or you may think, you may think it's something scarier. Uh, Florida beachgoers called 911 after stumbling upon a bizarre sight. Just peep this. You're in Florida. You're like, yo, Rex said this is the place to be. We love, we want to come and visit. We, you know, we love his music. We love his stupid ass podcast. And we want to go and like hang out in Florida. Let's go kick it. All right, let's go and go kick it on the fucking beach. All right, we're going to kick it on the beach. It's going to be great. We're going to have a fucking great time. All right, you're walking down the beach and you see this. All right, basically looks like a headless, sand covered, like, slightly decomposed corpse. Yeah, on the floor. <laughs> a volunteer for an environmental nonprofit was doing a cleanup on a beach in Perdido Key, Florida, when she thought she saw a dead body. You want to see a yeah, dead body? <laughs> you want to see a dead body? Um, the volunteer named Kathleen reported the incident to Ocean Hour, which is the nonprofit where she was a volunteer. Kathleen told the group she believed she was looking at a decapitated body and someone nearby called 911. <gasps> oh no. Fortunately for everyone, it turned out to be only a store mannequin covered in barnacles. Get the fuck out of here! Ocean Hour shared the story on Facebook on November 16th along with a few photos that explain why Kathleen was terrified to stumble upon the site. Uh, volunteer Kathleen was walking the in the intercoastal side in Perdido Key when she came across what she thought was a dead, decapitated body. Hello. Yeah, on the floor. <laughs> Another visitor even called 911. Upon further investigating, she realized it was a fucking mannequin. Yeah, on the floor. <laughs> it's unclear how long the mannequin was in the water or where it came from, and we're glad it wasn't a real body. Looking at the picture, I can definitely see why they thought it was real. Uh, that would scare the hell out of me if I found it, someone else said on Facebook. A lot of weird things seemed to occur on Florida's beaches. Back in August, a Florida man paddled almost directly into a bull shark while kayaking. That doesn't really seem that, that weird to me, but all right, he's in the ocean, but all right. All while recording the terrifying account, later uploading it to TikTok. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I'm a sport. <laughs> oh my God, that's a big ass shark is what he said in one of his videos. As a giant bull shark circled his kayak. Why is that? Why do they list that as being strange? He's in the fucking ocean. All right? Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. All right. Sure. I'll let you tell it. Yeah, I'm a Florida. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go. We got one more. I don't have many Florida stories this week, and it's for the best, I think, because everything on this episode so far is fucking me up. So it's cool. Um, let's go. Where are we going to go first? And This is a double whammy, but they both have to do Funnily enough, they both both these next stories have to do with chicken. Alright? Yes, that's right. I said chicken. Yeah, on the floor. <laughs> We're gonna start first in St. Petersburg, alright? Um, for the Daily Florida Police Blotter. 
courtesy of Smoking Gun, and it's the Chicken Crimes Edition, all right? The Chicken Crimes Edition. Here's today's two entries in Poultry Police Blotter, Florida Edition. Uh, a brotherly argument over some chicken turned violent Monday evening when a Florida man allegedly threw a knife at his sibling, according to cops who say the airborne weapon got stuck in the victim's right leg. Son of a bitch. Get on the floor. <laughs> Messiah Harris Smith. He is 19. All right. Oh, shit. I got rid of the wrong one. Son of a bitch. Oh, man. Everything is fucked today. <laughs> God damn it. Get the fuck out of here. There we go. Damn, my shit is acting up today so much. My All my software is fucked up. Everything's fucked up. The whole world is fucked. Um, all right. There, that kind of fixed it, I guess. Her, uh, so his name was what? Messiah. His first name is Messiah. There, there's your first mistake. Messiah Harris-Smith. He's 19. He's facing a felony aggravated battery charge in connection with the June 14th incident at his family's St. Petersburg residence. Uh, the victim who told police he did not want his brother po uh, prosecuted, naturally, will need to receive some stitches, according to an arrest affidavit, which does not further uh, describe the chicken argument. Is, who writes this shit? Harris Smith, who was pleaded not guilty, uh, was released last night from the county jail on his own reconnaissance. Harris Smith was arrested earlier this year for allegedly pushing and threatening to kill his own mother. Get on the floor. <laughs> During an argument in their home, I'm guessing that one had nothing to do with poultry. Prosecutors subsequently decided not to pursue a misdemeanor domestic battery case against the six foot one, 250 pound teenager. Goddamn. Get on the floor. <laughs> all right, but we can't let Messiah have all the fun, all right? Let's go uh, do one more chicken story in Bradenton. Shout out to Bradenton. I got family in Bradenton. You already know. Bradenton, uh, we got chicken. We got a chicken story in Bradenton, folks. Let's see. Where are we going to go here with this stupid fucked up title all right a florida woman is facing a domestic battery charge after allegedly uh pelting her boyfriend in the face and chest with a plate of chicken Get on the floor. <laughs> investigators charged that jennifer booth 43 years old a uh, nice blonde haired white lady struck the 56 year old victim with the chicken while the couple was eating last wednesday night on the porch of their bradenton home how fucking florida is that Get on the floor. <laughs> Booth's companion who cooked dinner was not injured by the uh, poultry uh, fulsade. Fulsade? Oh, okay, that, that word's above my pay grade. He told police that Booth became violent during a verbal argument and picked up the paper plate of chicken. Of course it was a paper plate. Uh, and threw it in my face. After the man called 911, Booth was arrested and booked into the Manatee uh, County Jail on the misdemeanor rap. She was released Friday on $500 bond. I Get on the floor. <laughs> I wonder if she paid that, like, in installments. Booth, who works at a Lakewood hospital, has three prior arrests. Goddamn, Booth, what the fuck? Most recently, uh, 2016 domestic violence, according to a court filing that does not include uh, case dep uh, depositions. Uh, while Booth and the victim share a surname, a pre-trial services uh, report lists her marital status as single. Yeah, I'm a sport. <laughs> surprise, surprise. While an arrest report identifies the victim as her boyfriend. He's just my boyfriend. I just started throwing chicken at him. It's only just now starting to get serious. Well, maybe, maybe marriage one day. I'll throw a turkey at his ass. Booth is an avid hunter whose Facebook page is stocked with pictures of her posing with animals that she has shot dead. Yeah, I'm a sport. <laughs> Damn, this bitch is savage. Images that have prompted online uh, 
derision. Of course, one photo shows Booth holding the head of a giraffe killed during a 2017 hunt in South Africa, which she described in a Facebook caption as one of the best days of my fucking life. Yeah, on the floor. <laughs> Alright. Florida got it going on. This this is this is your neighbor in Bradenton right here. 43-year-old hunter that goes to South Africa, kills animals, and throws chicken at her fucking boyfriend. Yeah, on the floor. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <sighs> yes. Alright. We did it, folks. We survived. Just barely. Past the 45 episode full of technical problems. That's okay. You know what I mean? Don't worry about it. All right, here's what we're going to do. If there's one person that could pull me out of a technical problem rut, it could be this guy right here. And he's got a brand new segment this week, so I feel like that could wipe the slate all the way clean and just purify me of all my previous sins, all right? Let's get, yeah, let's get clear water. I need some clear water in the house, literally, figuratively, and Floridianly. Um, all right. Get the fuck out of here! You know what time it is. It's my two spins. You'll recognize it. It's uh, Spencer here. It's biggest fan. Uh, I've seen every single episode of the podcast. Yeah, you recognize Spencer here. Uh, long-time caller. I've been calling him for years. My two spins. It's my two spins. My two spins. Oh, you got an opinion? Well, you can't have it, cause it's my two spins. Spence, yeah. Hello, GTFOH Nation. Welcome back. This week, I want to do the first installment of a brand new segment called Best of Mayday, and in the Best of Mayday series, I'm going to simply uh, take a song that I think is a top-tier Mayday song, and I'm going to go through it and really analyze what I think uh, makes it such a great song. Uh, and when I when I mean top-tier, I mean like these are the absolute best Mayday songs that I want to bring me the absolute, this is what my, my list would be, all right? We're going to start with one of my absolute favorites. It's called The Hangover off of the Project Halos. There it is, Thrift Store Halos. Uh, I mean, just a fantastic EP overall. Um, and the song, The Hangover, off of it, um, truly, for me, the highlight of the album. Um, so let's get into exactly why that is. So first off, we need to start, obviously, with the instrumental. Um, it starts with this, like, guitar riff that, that plays throughout the entire thing, um, and this, uh, this, I, I can only assume it's, like, a recording of Wreck inhaling, and then they play it backwards or something, I don't know, it's this, like, <gasps> kind of sound. Uh, and I mean, it just creates this this really kind of trippy, kind of zoned out um, vibe and feeling to it overall. And you have this bass that comes in and and just like it just rattles and it just it just holds, it just sustains there for for you know seconds and just like I, I don't, it just vibrating everything. 
um, and the entire beat just feels very spacey um, and and just zoned out. But like every element of it is is working very well to serve its purpose. Uh, and and the drum with the just kind of repeating the hi hat, just hitting that hi hat over, and then you have the rec voice sample uh, kind of working to to be the rhythm and the percussion of the track. very interesting um, and unique and just like really draws your attention in and, and makes you want to like just be vibing out in this kind of world that's created with the song and then of course you have these like synths coming in that that give it this almost like triumphant kind of feel where they're coming in and out and you just like i don't know it feels almost like triumphant but it's in the midst of this almost like chaotic but yet not just very like zoned out kind of beat it just all works together very interestingly and in a unique way. Uh, and then, of course, Rep comes in and and he's singing this this chorus part, and it's just um, it's just fantastic. I mean, it just works so well. I've been trying to slow this life right down, but the memories fade so fast. I've been trying to sit and build with you, but the time we get never lasts. The memories are faded. And of course, the the lyrics and the the meaning of what he's saying is so important too, because it's so relatable and just so understandable on like a human level of you know wanting to sit and build with someone, but it's like the time we get never lasts, and it's just like you really feel it and you really understand it, and it's something that like literally everyone can understand and relate to in some way. Um, so it's just it's so universal in that sense. And then this refrain of the memories are faded, the memories are faded. There's so many different ways to interpret it. You can interpret it as like an Alzheimer's thing where like as we get older, like the memories of our past like fade and, and they wade away. And that's just how memory is in general. And it's not even so much when you're older. I mean, I'm 24 and, you know, like high school feels like a lifetime ago. And some of the some of the shit that was happening in, in middle school and high school at the time when you're living them they seem so memorable but you know now you're 24 and it's like you barely remember a lot of it and it just seems like a different lifetime altogether and it's the memories truly fade and again it's just this kind of universal messaging that just appeals to everyone in some way and then of course burns's verse comes in and, and just immediately he kind of draws you in with like I know it sounds cliche, but there ain't enough minutes in the day. I know it sounds cliche, but there ain't enough minutes in the day. And it's and and the the awareness and the kind of fourth wall breaking of like I know this sounds cliche, but also um, is it, it it works really well. And what he's saying, like again, is very relatable to a lot of people. And while it may sound cliche, like it can still be true. Um, and just you know over. Overall, just a very strong Burns verse that you, again, you just really feel and can relate to. To Rex verse, which is mostly a slower verse, but kind of um, in the internal parts of the line. So he'll pick it up here and there. Um, and just, again, just like overall a really strong verse. Uh, some really interesting lyrics, um, you know, with, with the playground and turning your toys in and, and kind of these allusions to being a kid. Everything sounds the same now. Since I left that playground and turned my toys directly in for processing and takedown. 
lines like subtract some interest, out at the matter of difference, divide us up by children and our separate styles of living. Subtract some interest, add up the matter of difference, divide us up by children and our separate styles of living, and it's quite clear we are not the same human beings now. Um, just, you know, interesting kind of wordplay metaphors like that. Uh, this cannot be fair. I just been trying to breathe air, observing the world from my beach chair. Ha, this cannot be fair. I've just been trying to breathe air, observing the world from my beach chair. Just very interesting imagery and and interesting, unique lines throughout the entire verse. Um, and just every line you just really feel and you really resonate with and then again like ending you know the verse talking about uh a seesaw again kind of alluding back to childhood so it seems all hope is on my seesaw um just just i mean it's just the, the entire song just overall just strong all the way through uh plex luther and gianni cash killed it on the production miss the hell out of those guys and and their production it's just unique and just so interesting uh wreck and wreck and burns just killed their verses wreck killed the chorus the entire song just so just so fucking good i don't know what to say it's it's the best of mayday that's that's it um check out the song Check out the entire EP, Thrift Store Halos, if you haven't. If you haven't, I mean, you've really been sleeping. I don't know what to say. You, you've really been sleeping on it. Um, the Hangover, absolute great song. Um, kind of a an indie, psychedelic rock, hip-hop song. Something like that. I don't know. Check it out. Absolutely great. Uh, hey, heads up for next week, everyone, uh, including Rec, or next week, next episode, whenever it is. Um, I will be going over and reviewing the new Bo Burnham special, Inside. Um, it's on Netflix. It's also on Spotify, but it is like a visual presentation. So I strongly recommend going to Netflix and watching the actual special. Um, very unique, very interesting, um, written, recorded. All of it was done by Bo Burnham himself, just him in like a room uh very interesting check it out we'll talk about it on the next episode i don't want to spoil anything with that review so make sure you've seen it by then that and that includes you rec better check it out all right <laughs> see y'all next time have a good week I just realized, I just realized that on that song, because I haven't heard the verse of The Hangover in a long time, on that song, I'm kind of criticizing some of my friends at that time that I was growing apart from that were like, had become parents, and I hadn't become a parent yet, and all these years later, I realized I was criticizing them for being assholes back then, because they became parents, and now I've become one of those assholes. Get the fuck out of here! Get the fuck out of here! Fuck! Shit! Man, fuck! Um, the Hangover, yeah. One of my favorite tracks in the Mayday catalog. Um, I did, I forgot that we did edit in like a breath of mine, like a chopped off breath of mine. I think I might have done that after like Plex made the beat and we were just putting our vocals on and I was like, yo, you guys cool with this? Kind of like rhythmic, it was an accident. 
if I remember correctly, it was an accident at first, and then it just sounded kind of cool, and we kept it. Uh, but yeah, the track came out really good. Um, definitely one of my favorites on the EP. One of the fa- favorites in the whole like Mayday catalog. And I hadn't heard my verse in a while, and it just made me realize I have become what I was criticizing at the time. Get no, the fuck out of here. no, what the fuck? What have I done? What have I done? Um. Thank you, Spence. Appreciate you. Thank you for making me realize that I'm a hypocritical bitch. I've become what I love most. No. 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 It's all good, though, because, you know, it's the cycle of life. We're all meant to become assholes and have kids and shit at some point. So it is what it is. Um. <laughs> Oh, we got a breakdown request this week. Fuck yeah. People hit me up. People like me. I'm a scholar. People want to talk to me. Let's see what it is. What up, Reconose? It's your boy, Noise. What up, Noise? So I wanted to ask about a song breakdown uh, and what the inspiration was for Feel It All Around. Let us know. That's a good one, Noise. And since we already played a lot of The Hangover, we're probably going to get copyright strike on this episode anyway. So fuck it. Let's go all the way.
remember back then when we were like all copacetic Smiles at each other through the stress, so kinetic I thought we'd live forever, yeah I know, so pathetic But it's better to be dreaming big than never to have let it get the best of me I told you I would not regret it, so let's check and double check it This is not the normal method for the youth of America Generate exes that all have sex with the parents of the tested Hey little Molly, see you feeling so positive But I know that you're negative on all that I got to give I'll take a step back for better viewership You tell me all your plans, you're never doing shit You know I love you, right? So the death do us, that's affirmative So put a check through this hard knock life When the kids are giving lessons to a room full of people That'll never hear the message, what's the message? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I love that one. Uh, the reason why I said I might get a copyright strike is because that is a mixtape record. We lifted that basically, like that. That track existed before we made a fight. It. Um, it's it's the first time I got introduced to that track was uh, it was the theme song for a sketch show called Portlandia. If you're familiar with it, uh, Fred Armisen, I think is the, his name. And I forget the girl's name right now, but uh, it's a really quirky like sketch show that was like based on all these like Portland characters that they had. And we used to um, we used to love that joint when 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 I first heard it as the theme of the the the, the show. I was like, yo, that beat is nasty and the, the, that joint is vibing. And it's fresh. And then the first few tours that we did around that time, we played we would always play that song uh, going into Portland. And we just loved that joint. And when it came time to do Smash and Grab, we knew we wanted to do mostly originals um, because that's how the Mayday vibe is. But with me doing what I do with my freestyle Rec Wednesdays and mix, my mixtapes, I like to do mixtape beat jacks and shit and try to just, you know, you put our own like interpretation on records. So uh, the original track is by Washed Out, who we put as a feature on the track, but it's really just his joint that we remixed uh and the track's called feel it all around the original track same name and everything and then basically it's it's the track as you hear it but we we layered it out uh so that we could at least have like a verse each and that we could have like a singing verse in the beginning which is really my favorite part of that track uh, i just love the harmonies and the lyrics that we wrote um to be honest with you when we wrote what we wrote i'm not even 100 percent sure what the inspiration was at the time. I don't know if it was a conversation we had with a friend in the studio or if it was um, just kind of based off of the lyrics Washed Out has on the track already. But I know it was kind of like a, 
like a letter to somebody you're we're, we're talking like a relationship kind of vibe or someone you're separated from um i think in a lot of our music around that time you could hear that we were a little bit bitter with even in the hangover you could kind of hear that there was like separation in mayday at that time um we had you know plex had stepped away to do some other things and then uh, we had to like LT had to not go on the road because we had to sh- shave the group down to four from six uh, to go on, to even be able to go on a strange music tour at that time. And then, you know, Gianni Cash up the way. So we've had like members leaving and leaving and leaving in Mayday. So there's been all these there's a lot of music in Mayday's catalog, which is often about like feeling like, fuck, man, we're up against the odds. We're like we're trying to keep it all together. Um you know, we're, we're, we're trying to like survive, you know, and sometimes feeling even like upset or bitter a little bit that people are bailing on us. You know, the ones that are still here, there's always been kind of like a hint to that last one standing is like that too. Um, you know, there's, there's a few of them that are like that. So I think feel it all around. is kind of like that too. It's kind of like a smash and grab. The whole th- concept of that mixtape was like it was released on the day that the Mayans said the world was going to end. So it was like 2012 and it was like the world's all about to go to shit. So we released it like the day before or the day of that, the you know, the world was supposed to come to an end. So it was all about like saying your goodbyes to people and kind of like that fight club vibe where you're watching the, you know, building, you know, you're holding hands with your chick or whatever. And you're just watching the fucking the world explode in front of you. It was kind of that sentiment. I think feel it all around is kind of that vibe. You know, it's really just like talking to somebody you love and and letting them know like, yeah, shit ain't the way it used to be. And it looks like it's about to all fucking end in a second. So um, I guess, you know, it's been nice. It's been real. All right. Uh, Noise, that's a good one. Thank you for that fucking uh, thank you for that request, because I always love listening to that. Yeah. Um, smash and grab. That's the smash and grab mixtape. I would love to do a sequel to that mixtape. We we did that mixtape in 2012. I think I want to say 2013. Or maybe it was. Yeah, I think it was 2012 or 2013, if I'm not mistaken. And we had Green Lantern host it, and there's some really good joints on there too. Um, some of the freestyles and the beat rips that we did. We did that Harlem Shake one that we made Barricade. We did the uh, Feel It All Around. We did Hands on the Wheel. Um, that one. That one I love as well. Some good ones on there. All right, I know we have, uh, before we wrap up the episode, I know we have two lines to get to. Uh, let's see what the first one is. Hey, Rec, it's Darth Cannabis again. Just curious to know, what was your smallest crowd you ever performed for after you caught a buzz? And how did you respond? Oh, Darth Cannabis, everybody. Great question. I love this question. This question is the kind of question I would want to answer on an episode where I had a bunch of technical difficulties because maybe people are listening to this episode and they bailed and they were like, man, fuck this shit. This shit is like, this guy's got, he doesn't have his shit together this week. I'll catch it next week. So I can bury this embarrassing answer <laughs> in, in the end of this episode where only the real ones who would still love me no matter how embarrassing this answer is. A uh, smallest crowd we've played for after catching a buzz Wow. Uh, the one that I can think of that's like not the most comical, but just like my that sticks out of my brain is on the last Mayday tour. Uh, we did New Jersey. The East Coast is always really bad for us, really rough for Mayday in general. I know it's rough for most artists, but 
the East Coast for us is always really hard. Um, so I don't know what it is. We don't get crowds out to our shows that much in the East. Certain areas, yes, but majority, no. Uh, we had we did a show in New Jersey, and I want to say it was like a club that, like venue that holded may held maybe holded it held maybe like three fifty four hundred people maybe five hundred tops, and we had about let me see, carry the one. We had about seven people. I want to say seven people. Get the fuck out of here! What? Get the fuck out of here! Are you kidding? Yeah, there was about seven, I want to say seven or eight people in the front row. And let me just tell you, here's what, here's what not to do if you're a fan and, and you come to one of those shows. Don't ever go to the artist after the show and say, oh, you know, I really loved like how intimate the vibe was. Get the fuck out of here. Literally the worst thing you could say to an artist after they play a show for fucking five people, all right? Just say, yo, sorry, the turnout was, like, shitty or whatever. If you got to say that, say that. If not, just say, yo, I really enjoyed the show. and don't. I mean, I guess just don't even acknowledge it. But when people go, if there's one thing I hate, it's when people come up and go, I really love how fucking intimate the vibe was tonight. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Let me tell you a funny story, though. I probably shouldn't tell this story, but fuck it. Whatever. Um... (laughs) This one isn't really our fault, though. Like, so whatever. New Jersey was a Mayday show, and maybe it just wasn't properly promoted. I don't know what it was, but I'll take the L on that one. But this one I'm about to tell you. I'll tell you a quick story before we wrap this show up. This story is not really our fault, so I don't feel too bad. We got booked for a show, and I don't remember the city anymore, but it was at a university. And it was a really nice dude, promoter, really cool kid trying to do his thing. And he was a fan of our shit. And we were probably really weren't popular with the college kids in this area but whatever it was cool we we got booked anyways it was us uh us paul wall and tanya morgan or like it was a group that was very popular at that time with like a i don't think it was tanya morgan it was like a it was a girl's name for the group but it was a group of three guys three rappers anyway so we're all there we're waiting to fucking play our fucking show for this university they took care of us they got us out there and it was like they had a nice little green room set up it was cool the the funny like little anecdote on the way in was that uh you know paul wall was supposed to play that night when we got there some kids came up and said yo man can we take a picture to burns (laughs) it's the best and they were like yo man can we take a picture and burns like yeah man all right cool what's up took a picture or whatever and as they like turned his home he went to his homie and he was like yo man that was paul wall and i heard him tell his homie yo that was paul wall and they thought burns was Paul fucking Wall. Get the fuck out of here. So good. Um, so uh, anyways, whatever. We're hanging out. We're kicking. We're doing our thing. The promoter comes in and he says, yo, man, uh, this is like a, you can always tell a headliner like never wants to go on earlier unless the show is just like not put together well or they're terrible. And <laughs> he goes, uh, yo, man, um, Paul Wall really wants to go on. He's got a scheduling conflict or whatever, so we're going to put him on in front of you guys. And we're like, all right, shit, you want to put Paul Wall in front of us? Like, I think this crowd's probably going to be a little bit more interested in Paul Wall. We should open, but all right, all right cool. This is what you, it's your show. This is what you want to do? All right, cool. They put Paul Wall on before us. Time's running late, whatever. Then all of a sudden, they're like, yo, the headliner's demanding to go on. Tanya Morgan or whoever the fuck this shit was. I forget the name of the group now. I can't fucking remember. I can never remember the name of this group. And they for they force 
their way on to 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 headline and close basically the show. And they're telling us, "Yo, you guys are going to rock after them." So we're like, well, "This is a terrible idea." Obviously, the kids who are here and hyped to see fucking Tanya Harding or whatever, they don't want to see Mayday. They don't give a fuck about us. You know what I mean? Let us just go open and then you can put the big dogs on or whatever that are in this neighborhood that everyone wants to fuck with. And man, this is the worst. So they play their show and then we get we go to get set up on stage and literally they're like, yo, man, I'm sorry. These guys ran late. You only really have like 10 minutes, if that, because we have a noise ordinance, a curfew, whatever. So we're like, all right, man, we'll run out there and we'll fucking do our thing and rock a couple songs in front of these kids and see if they'll fuck with Mayday. You know, fuck it. Let's go. We run out there. I think it might have just been me and Noms and Burns. Felix might have been there. I can't remember if it was a four-man Mayday or a three-man. It might have been a four-man. And we run out there. We start fucking playing our shit. The sound is terrible. It's not dialed in for us at all. There's a group of kids already kind of just leaving because they had just seen the main act. And then there was a group of kids still like waiting to be like, oh, what the fuck is about to happen? What's, like, what's going on? And our shit sounded so bad even if it wasn't just like they didn't like our music. On top of that, the sound was so terrible that as we're playing, just imagine, we come out, we're high, hype as fuck, yo, what up, wherever the fuck we are, yo, we, we made it, we about to rock a couple songs for you. We're in the middle of the, like, no, not even the middle, quarter, the first quarter of the first song, and the kids all start to just go like this. And they just wander, like, they just look around like, oh, the fuck is this bullshit? And they all start to just, wander off (laughs) i will never in my whole life forget the feeling of going out there and playing our shit and having all these kids low-key just go look at us like what the fuck is this bullshit i'm not i'm not cool i don't want to fuck with this and basically every person in front of the stage just simultaneously evacuated the front stage area to leave us with almost basically no one and at the end of it (laughs) At the end of it, they cut our fucking sound off in the middle of the first song. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, my God. It was the best shit ever. It was classic. We fucking were dying after. I can't find it. It hurt. It hurt my feelings at the moment, but it was also fucking hilarious. We like we were all like, this is amazing. Like We got paid still. It was whatever. But it was like we knew we, we didn't really. It wasn't. We weren't meant to be there. We weren't booked. Like, the audience wasn't there for us, you know? And the fact that they just pushed us, pushed us, like, they just kind of, like, abused us. Put us on after the headliner. Kids left. And then they didn't even let us finish the fucking set. They let us get one fucking song out before they shut us the fuck down. Get the fuck out of here. Good times. I wish there was footage, but I also am so glad there's no footage of that. Because it was so fucking embarrassing, but at the same time, in retrospect, very hilarious. So I would I would love to watch this shit back just for shits and giggles. But um, all right, now that I've um, answered Mr. Darth Cannabis with some embarrassing stories about Mayday and being dumbasses and uh, being shit on on our shows, uh, let's end on a positive note. Let me get enlightenment. Let you get enlightenment from the one and only, our new guru of the show. Because we have a guru. We, have, we, you know, we don't have corporate sponsors, but we do have budget for a guru in our show. And we have one now. He's the one and only, Canada's finest, the Dali Gagne. This is for anyone that needs to hear this. You are doing amazing. Everything that you've overcome to be where you are 
now is nothing short of incredible. Social media is so good at hiding truths. Everyone wants to attain this impossible and unrealistic perfection, or someone else's idea of it anyway. Nevermore has it been shoved down our throats that what I have is better than yours, therefore I am better than you. No, there is no perfect life. I'd be lying if I said so. However, I am blessed to be where I am today, and that didn't come without hard work, dedication, and lots of mistakes. Those mistakes led to growth. This shit doesn't happen overnight like the movies and entertainment industries portrayal. Some problems require long game solutions. To expect immediate changes will always result in disappointment. Acknowledge your successes no matter how small and build from each of them. Learn from your mistakes, don't dwell on them. Eventually when you look back you'll see how far you've come and how well you've done. My life, have, my life hasn't been all roses. It's not been perfect or easy. It's not the best, but also not the worst. Either way, it does not lessen my experiences or make my accomplishments unworthy. I am a product of my mistakes and successes. We all are. Just know that the journey to happiness starts with the first step. For me, that was letting go of past transgressions and realizing that I deserve to be happy. Find whatever that may be for you. It'll be worth it. With each step in the right direction, you'll be closer to your destination. For more positivity, you can find me in the Wrecking Crew Discord anytime. There's only one catch. You must join the Patreon. See you next time. Yeah. Yeah. Motherfucking Denny Gagne, folks. Give him, give him a round of applause one more time. God, hey. Always the positive. Always ends it on a great note. Dolly Gagne. So happy to have him. He's also the stat man, all right? He's also Denny Jean-Paul, if you're nasty. Um, that's my brother right there. Uh, so thank you, Dolly Gagne. Appreciate the enlightenment. Lord knows I needed it. Um, I have my family in town for a few days, which is nice. But, you know, you're entertaining your fam. It gets tiring. But then with the kids, too, and the kids were just all out of their normal routine, which always gets a little bit funky. And then my kids just decided to be complete fucking terrorists today to me. Uh, and because I was too baked to do the episode uh, last night, as previously, you know, normally scheduled, uh, I had to do it today. But we also had a Patreon stream today. And I'm also juggling a few other uh, things in the mix. So it was just it was, today was just a long ass fucking day. But um, I'm sorry for the technical difficulties. If you're watching live on Twitch, I'm pretty sure that these drop frames will transfer to YouTube when I post the replay. So apologies for the video being a little fucked up on this episode. We're going to have to fine tune it, go back under the hood and figure out what the fuck happened tonight. Because I thought I had everything dialed the fuck in really well. The last few episodes have been buttery smooth. So maybe it's just... Yeah, Mercury's in retrograde, all right? With a W-R-E-K. Bitch. Get the fuck out of here. Um, Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you guys. We're going to fine-tune it and get it right for next week. Um, Go watch the Bo Burnham special on Netflix. That's what uh, Spence is going to be reviewing next week. So in case you don't want to get that spoiled by Spence, he's really good at spoiling shit. So make sure you go watch that on Netflix. Uh, June... 25th, I'll be in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and June 26th, I'll be in Plano, Illinois. It's the War Within anniversary weekend. You can get tickets uh, on the link on my Instagram, or it's link uh, tr.ee forward slash recognize. Um, yeah, uh, show us some love if you haven't already. Uh, hit the show notes or hit uh, the link tree for the podcast on any of our social media networks and you can find all the links you need to either drop us a line, uh, support the show and become a monthly supporter. Uh, you can rate us on iTunes, 
Uh, follow us on Spotify, subscribe on YouTube, all that shit. Do all the fucking things. You know what I'm saying? Because we fucking need you. We need to fix. I need somebody to help me with all these technical problems. Get the fuck out of here. I love you guys. It's been real. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll catch you on the next one with all the frames. I'm bringing all the frames with me next time. Much love. And until next time, I guess it's time for the song. It's that time again We gotta say goodnight You know it's getting late Tomorrow is another day My friend All right, people Time to go home. Yep. Losing time. We're ready to head on out. So let's go. You don't have to go home. But you can't stay here. Now you're making me mad. You're gonna make me swear. Get the fuck out. Finish up that beer You might as well call it a night, my friend You're gonna have to Get the fuck out! You heard me So long, arrivederci, sayonara Get the fuck out! Ciao, good night Bye-bye, so long, farewell See you later, alligator In a wild crocodile Shaking now Get the fuck out Get the, Get the fuck out of here Get Come on, give me a out. fucking break Can I get a refill, please? Hey, you, fuck face Get out of here What do you fucking Get got? Get the fuck out Yeah, you the GTFOH Podcast. Learn more at the GTFOHpodcast.com. Just what the world needed one more podcast. Get the fuck out of here! Get out of here.